Well, if you have your notes there, go ahead and pull your notes out. We're going to talk about the humility of a godly mother today. And uh, when I think about a godly mother, I can use my grandmother and my mom as a pretty good example. Um, I had a visit with my grandmother just uh, a few weeks ago. She wasn't doing too well, and we didn't know how long she's still going to be here, but she's still here, praise the Lord, 100 and, 101 in uh, July this year, if she makes it that long. So my son and I, we went and had a little visit with her, and and you know, she's just as spry as she could be, and when you talk to her, uh, she always brings up the Lord. She bring up the Lord and talk about the Lord and talk about uh, one of the Amish preachers there that um, that she listened to, which was my mom's brother. He was a Amish preacher, and and uh, I, I remember being in a sermon at, at a church service there, an Amish church service one time when he was there preaching. And so I said, Grandma, I remember a sermon that he preached way back, you know, when when I was 16, 17 years old, and he was there. And, uh, you know, so I, I told her, I said, Grandmother, you know, he preached about the Holy Spirit. And the way you say Holy Spirit in, in German or in Amish is the Heilig and Gut Geist. <laughs> the Heilig and Gut Geist. And so, uh, she, but she brought the topic up. And so she was talking about spiritual things and talking about the Lord there. My mom, you know, a lot of times when I get around her, she always... Uh, you know, is saying how good the Lord is. We celebrated her Mother's Day last week here, and they came up, and she was just saying God's good. And so I can, I can relate to them by that, and thankful that we have a godly heritage as well. But um, I want to go to our first scripture there this morning, Genesis one twenty-seven. Uh, the human race is God's design. The marriage mother and father is God's design. We can see that here in uh, Genesis 1.27. So God created humans to be like himself. He made men and women. Now, so you, can, you and I, can we can take this verse and we can see that uh, that, that says that God made them just like himself. And so when we look at this, we can see that God's uh, design for a man and a woman and a father and a mother was to get hit a picture of himself on the earth. And so we can do that. We can see that. We can see that in these scriptures here. And um, how many of you know that's not too popular today in, in the world to have mo mom and dad, to mother and father. Some The enemy comes against the marriage and, and mom and dad in every way that he can. And if you notice in the Bible and the beginnings there that, um, you know, the enemy did not attack Adam when he was by himself. He didn't attack um, God's design until the mother was brought on the scene. And then he, then he said, uh-oh, there's a picture of God himself. And that's how God is going to sustain his image on the earth. That's how God is going to further his kingdom on the earth. That's how God is going to uh, subdue the earth and, and manage the earth and be stirred, create stirred to the earth. And so let's go on there. Point A, the command that God gave the man and the woman, the mother and the father, is he gave them a blessing and said, have a lot of children. <laughs> have a lot of children. Fill the earth with people. Bring it under your control. Rule over the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, and every animal on the earth. And so here we can see by God's design 
He said to the mother and the father, have a lot of kids. Now, we know in today's society that, you know, one or two kids is, you know, about, about, about it for today. And that, that's okay. God, you know, I think he's okay with that. Or maybe some uh, don't have any children at all. And that's okay, too. They can still be a godly example and, um, and you know, be good Mothers and be good uh, um, lights and 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 uh, be a light for uh, the young young people around them. And so we can see here that he God's idea and his plan was to have a lot of children. And he said here, bring it, bring it, the earth, the world system, the governing systems under your control. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every animal on the earth. He said, rule over them. Now then. I want to talk just a little bit about this. And so, if he said for man to have dominion and, and woman and mother to have dominion uh, over the earth, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that creepeth, so we can see then that a person that manages a, you know, for a farmer, we could look at it from that standpoint. A farmer that takes a wheat seed, and he takes that wheat seed and plants it in the ground and he stirs over that wheat seed or any kind of seed and he stirs that and raises a crop out of that. How I many of you know that's God's design? And when a mother and a father work together in that and they work through that, uh, we, we know that's God's design. We can also look at maybe, you know, truck drivers. What are they doing? We could look at, you know, uh, uh, game wardens. Game wardens manage over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air. And when a mother and a father work together with that, that's working. That is God's design. We have teachers. We have um, home mothers. Some mothers stay home and take care of the kids. I mean, you know, that's God's design. God planned that. And so a mother plays a very vital role in the plan and purpose of God. And he gave man and woman both dominion over the earth. He did that. And that's what the enemy, that's what he wants to thwart that. He wants to uh, dis disintegrate that. He wants to normalize things that God doesn't approve of. And how many of you know uh, we have the Word of God for our, our, our standard? We hold up the Word of God for our standard and we go ahead and yield to Him and do what, he's, what He asked for us to do. So there's a, there's a very good story in this, uh, the Bible there in 1 Samuel. Um, there's a lady there called Hannah that didn't have any children. And we can see here maybe why she uh, was disturbed. Maybe why she was um, humiliated, you might say. Why she was, um, you know, bothered for not having children. Because God said there in, in the beginning, he said, to have a lot of children and multiply. You know, and so it was a bit of a disgrace back then for mothers not to have children. And um, we can see here, I think a successful mother, you know, will have to do some things that Hannah did here. And so we'll, we'll look at it and see here. First Samuel 1, 3 there in your notes says, Once a year, Elkanah traveled from hometown of Shiloh where he worshipped the Lord all-powerful and offered sacrifices. Eli was the Lord's priest there, and his two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, served with him as priests. Now, we're going to come back to that here in just a little bit. But for right now, we want to make the, the observation and see here that Hannah married a worshiper. Hannah married someone that loved God. 
And Hannah married someone that um, that didn't mind going to uphold the standard there that the Israelis were supposed to uphold the Nazarenes and those who were supposed to uphold them. She married a worshiper, yet she was without a child. But yet she went up with her husband every year to do the sacrifices, to worship the Lord with their, with their gifts and their uh, sacrifices there. And so she, we want to make that point. Uh, you know, in order for a mother to be successful, we have to have a father that loves the Lord. We need a, a father that will be the spiritual person in the household. And so the two working together there help, help, help each other. And, um, uh, you know, so let's go on here in um, uh, point A there, 2A. She, she was humiliated. In other words, back then, sometimes they had two wives, and this other wife was humiliating her. And let's look. Let's read the scripture there. One, one six. First Samuel one six. And the other wife did everything possible to make Hannah unhappy here, because the Lord had not let, not yet let her have children. And so here she is. Can you can you imagine this? Now the other wife, she had kids. She had some there, because if you read the passage there, Samuel, I mean, uh, uh, Hannah's husband, she would give some of the food to the other wife and her kids, and they would eat. But he would always give Hannah another portion, a, a good portion, a double portion, because he loved Hannah as well. She just didn't have any kids at that time. So the other wife was always making fun of her. Why don't you have kids? And she would ridicule her and humiliate her. And, and and things like that, and, and 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 make false accusations against this other against Hannah. But I like Hannah's response. I like how Hannah responded to this when she said this. Um, well, let's go. On. We want to make this point as well. Even though the other wife was humiliating Hannah, even though the other person in the family was, you know, treating her badly. Her husband, Hannah's husband, still noticed this thing. So Elkanah asked Hannah, Why are you crying? Why won't you eat? Why do you feel so bad? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? That sounds like a, like a, <laughs> like a husband, right? Well, baby, I mean, we're enough, right? We got the answers. I mean, fathers, you can, you can, you know, you can identify that. We want to fix the problem, right? Come on, Dad, you're on the horn. Right? Amen. <laughs> we can fix that. We'll call that. Reach out and call the the horn, baby. <laughs> we, we have the problem. We, we can fix the problem here. And that's what her husband was trying to do. Yet we want to make the uh, mention here that he was concerned about Hannah. He, he noticed Hannah. And he communicated with Hannah. And he wanted to see what what is the deal here? Why are you why are you sorrowful? Why are you humiliated here? And um, and so, but but let's look how uh, how Hannah handled this sorrow. Things not turning out the way she wanted. What did she do with her sorrow? Let's look at it. First uh, Samuel one eleven, and she made an oath and said. O Lord of armies, if you will truly take note of the sorrows of your servant, 
not turning away from me, but keeping me in mind. And you will give me a man-child. I will give him back to the Lord all the days of his life. And his hair will never be cut. That was just a standard that they held back then. That the Nazarenes, if they were going to serve in the priesthood or serve in the temple there, they wouldn't cut their hair. And that was just, you know, Samson wasn't supposed to cut his hair. But so that was just something they did. But the thing about it is, is Hannah, she could have retaliated. She could have retaliated both with her husband and the other the other person that was involved there that was ridiculing her. She could have said, I'm going to take revenge on you and do these things. But Hannah had a right heart. Can you see that? Hannah took her sorrows. Hannah took her, um, her, her griefs and she revealed them to the Lord. Now, if you go on and look at the, the scripture here, um, how about the imperfection of the priest? So let's look and see what Eli was saying here. Eli said to Hannah, How long are you going to be worse for drink? <laughs> for put away the effects of your wine from you. Sir, please don't think I'm no good. Hannah answered, I am not drunk and haven't been drinking, but I do feel miserable and terrible upset. I've been praying all this time telling the Lord about my problems. And so, let's stop right here for just a minute. I may be now, if you read that story and you read the rest of Samuel on down through there, Eli and his sons were blaspheming God. They held God in contempt. They didn't even do sacrifices right. They they drunk and get drunk on wine. And so Eli sees Hannah over there praying in the temple. He sees her over there uh, and he looks at her and he supposes that she's been drinking. Why? Because he'd been drinking. When he'd been drinking, he talked slurred and his, you know, his lips had barely moved. But Hannah was a sorrowful woman here. She was groaning within herself. She was travailing within herself. And she was making intercession to God. She said, God, if you will do this for me, I'll bring a man-child. If you give me a man-child, I'm going to return him back to you, and he will serve you all the days of your life, of his life. He will serve you. And so Eli and his sons, being the, the, the priests that they were, did not bother Hannah. I want to bring that into, uh, you know, Antelope Valley Church. I mean, you know, James is not perfect. <laughs> amen. I got one amen. Come on, that's a good place, right? And so please, if, I'm going to mess it up occasionally. These guys messed it up. Okay, now, I'm not going to go out and get drunk and do anything stupid like that, you know. I'm not going to do that at all. But there's going to be times that, you know, that I, I, I come across different. I come across, uh, you know, different. Hopefully it's always got the word in it. I'm not going to compromise from the word of God. But people around the church, we have a church, we're not all perfect, right? But that should not take us away from our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That should not remove us uh, from God himself. That should still help. We should still be able to take all of our concerns, all of our cares, and cast them on the Lord, just like Hannah did here. Even her family wasn't perfect. The church wasn't perfect. That's a picture of the church back then. It wasn't perfect. You're not going to find a perfect church, right? So, but we can see here, that did not bother Hannah at all didn't make any difference. And I believe that any mother or father that will stay hooked up with the Lord will have a successful family. I believe that is the case. But it's going to take humility. It's going to take casting our cares upon the Lord and doing things in His way. 
And so let's go ahead and um, go here to point five. Hannah released him to the Lord. First Samuel 2.18, but Samuel did the work of the Lord's house. Uh, while he was a child dressed in linen. Okay, so Hannah had this child. And Hannah named that child Samuel, which means God heard us. God has heard me. And uh, so we can take note of that. Samuel, then um, he was, a, he was, he was, he was uh, the person that took the Israelis from a, from a, a, a judge-type standpoint to a kingship. He was the transition guy in between there. And uh, he was the one that anointed Saul as king. He was the one that said, Saul, you have messed up. Uh, David is going to be king. And that's Samuel. That's Hannah's, Hannah's son that did that. And so we know that, that um, he had to have some godly training. He had to have some daily uh, scripture there. He... He did that. Now, but the, also the other thing I want to point out here is that when it came time, when it came time for Hannah to release that boy into God's hands, she let him go. And she let him do his thing. And you can see here by the next point that they all worshiped as a family. Let's look at our last point here and then we'll sum it up. And the clothes his mother made for him, she would bring new clothes every year when she and her husband came to offer sacrifices at Shiloh. Now, every year. So that means that Hannah only seen Samuel once a year. Maybe two or three times a year they had different sacrifices, different things they did. But she brought clothes once a year. So when it came time for Hannah to release that boy into God's hands. When it came time for Hannah to release him, she let that boy go and she let God deal with him and she let him uh, be in the area that God called him to be. And I believe for a successful mom, we have to have that in mind when we are raising our children. When we talk to our children, we have to affirm them in the things that God has called them to. We need to, you know, uh, let God put them in the places that, they, that, that they're supposed to be. So I want to go back also and do a little bit of a summary. In the beginning of the message today, I talked about that God gave the man, the mother, and the father. He gave them dominion over the earth. And I believe that it is the um, duty of the father and the mother to recognize gifts and talents that the kids have, recognize those things in, in the child and help develop those and then release them out into some kind of thing there for the Lord. So I would like to say this. You know, I, I still have my job at Sandridge, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, but I'm not there. I am there on assignment from God. God put me there to help manage that part of that company. And I want to say this, wherever you are, God has put you there to manage and steward that part of uh, whatever influence you have. He's put you maybe in a truck. Maybe he's put you on a farm. Maybe he's uh, put you in a teaching position. Maybe uh, maybe you're a grandparent. Maybe you don't do anything. But that's okay. God has still got a plan. He still has a purpose. And he wants you and I to be the, the image barrier of himself there wherever we are, wherever you and I are. He wants us to bear his image. I also mentioned in the beginning there that 
the husband and the wife, the mother and the father are God's image on the earth. Amen. The mother and the father are God's image on the earth. Amen. He says there, go, the first scripture that we, that we read there, let's look at it. So God created humans to be like himself. Other translations say that God created them to be His in His image. So how many of you know that God cannot lie? So a mother and a father that knows they are created in God's image. A mother and a father, a husband and a wife that know they are created in God's image. And they also uh, know that there is a triune being. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that it takes a mother and a father and it takes God? <laughs> and when we get those three together and we know for sure what we're doing, God called us to do it. And he says, get after it. I have dominion over that area that I've assigned you to. Nothing can stop that. There's nothing that can hold that back. And there's nothing that can thwart that. Praise the Lord. That's good. So just to recap, mother and a father are God's image. And it takes humility to do things the way God asked for us to do. It takes humility for us to take our cares to the Lord. It takes humility to have a, 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 a to be the father that loves the Lord, that worships the Lord, that doesn't mind saying, God is my God. Uh, you know, humility... Even our own family can sometimes humiliate us and make fun of us or, you know, do those things. Hannah knew where to take her sorrows. And when you and I take our sorrows to the Lord, he'll watch over that to, 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 to perform it in our life. She realized that, hey, the priesthood, the pastors, the deacons, the board, now nah, perfect, praise God, amen. <laughs> But thank God we're all going to serve the Lord and do the best we can where we're at. Amen. All right, that's about half of you all together. Amen. All right, so we want to realize that. We are all working for things of the Lord. She released her son. She released her son into the, to the Lord's hands, and she let him, the Lord deal with him. And they all worship together. It's so it means so much for for all of you to be here. Many of you have family members here today, and it means so much as pastor to see uh, other family members here today and worshiping the Lord together. And um, uh, you know, I just want to say, hey, thank God that we still have a godly country. Thank God that we still have a Christian country. And thank God that we're probably seeing some things restored back to the way they should be. A husband and wife can be celebrated again. A mother and a father that raised godly children can be celebrated again today. I believe that. And so, amen, amen. All right. So we're going to sing, um, we're going to sing I'll Fly Away. I mean, you know.